Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I have created this podcast to share different experiences and things that I've struggled through, how running has played as my favorite form of therapy, but also how you can get through the same experiences and topics that I'm talking about as well, um, hopefully through these tips that I am sharing from what I've learned. And so, yeah, today's topic is going to be all about running from pursuing or chasing your dream job. And this is a topic that I feel very passionate about and something that I've really been wanting to talk about for a while now. As someone who went straight from her undergrad straight into a master's program and is now out of that master's program and has been for about a year or so, I definitely had a hard time when I was first kind of navigating the job market and trying to figure out how do I get a freaking job? I think so many of us can relate to going into job hunting and job searching with so much energy and so much passion and you're so ready to tackle the job world, but it's also just very easy to get caught in job rejections slash interview fatigue. From essentially from when I submitted my dissertation for my master's program, last September of 2019 until this September, I can tell you that it's been a solid year of lots of different interviews for a lot of different types of companies in different countries. And I really just wanted to come on here and share those experiences with you, but also just tips that I kind of wish I knew about and I hope that will help you. So I did want to preface by saying that I am very aware that at the time that I am recording this podcast, we are in the middle of a massive pandemic and lots of people have been laid off from jobs. And so this can be kind of a touchy subject, but I just kind of wanted to come on here to try and encourage you in a way that helps you through that job rejection interview fatigue because it's something that I really struggled with even before the pandemic and there were many many times where I just wanted to give up that I wanted to change careers and just do something easier because I knew that it would pay me more or do you know just do something different and because I felt like everything that I was doing was wrong because you know you feel like you just must be doing something wrong if you're not getting positive interview feedback or you're not getting that job. But I just wanted to come on here to share and tell you that that dream that you have, that dream job or that dream field is not something that's unattainable. And I think if you're passionate about something, you should pursue a job in that field because my dad always told me growing up that you should never go into a job that you know that you're going to hate, that you're going to go and sit behind a desk from nine to five every day and absolutely dread. That's always been kind of my mantra and that's why I really wanted to do the undergraduate degree that I did and then go on to pursue a master's to kind of get more specific in the job that I wanted to go into. So yeah, without further ado, um, I just wanted to go straight into these three tips that I have. And the first one is kind of just going off of what I just said. Just because I'm telling you that I did an undergraduate degree and then jumped straight into a master's is not a reason for you to do the same. So I don't think that people should necessarily feel like they need to go and go straight into a master's program just because they feel like it'll get them a job because that is genuinely the biggest lie unless you're doing like computer science or something that's a very highly needed or highly skilled job. 
I think it's just, it, it is a nice way to kind of put off, or at least it was for me to put off kind of that job hunt because I genuinely came out of my undergraduate degree and didn't know like specifically what sort of a job I wanted to do. And I knew what field or what type of work I wanted to get into. And because my undergraduate degree wasn't very specific to that, that is the reason that I really wanted to go and pursue my master's. And as someone that's completed that and is sitting here a year later, I can genuinely tell you that it has helped me in getting the jobs that I've had. But it doesn't mean that you should feel like you need to go and put yourself into more debt and do a master's program just to do it, if you know what I mean. So my first tip is that each interview that you do makes you that much better at interviewing. And this is something that I've really learned, especially in quarantine, um, you know, becoming a master at these Zoom interviews that it's, you know, every interview that you do, you're learning something a little more about yourself, but you're also kind of collectively just becoming more of an expert at interviews. And something that I always did before interviews was, especially more earlier on, is Google like the most common types of questions that are asked. And now I can say that in some of my latest interviews, especially in the later part of quarantine before securing the job that I'm in now, um, a lot of the questions that I started to hear, it just became very like, normal for me, if that makes sense. Or I just got very used to them and I got, I knew like what my answer was going to be before they even asked it because I knew that was the direction that they were going in the interview. And in addition to this, a really great thing that you can do is really just try to clean up your resume every now and then. I know that before I went into this master's and kind of really early on into it, my dad, I'm referencing my dad here a lot. Um, he told me to really take advantage of the career center. So if you're still in university, I strongly advise you to go and set up an appointment with your career center and just sit down with someone and have them look at your resume because mine used to be three pages long two years ago and the woman who helped me look at my resume and fix it, she just kind of she had scribbles all over it and she helped me really reinvent it into what it is now and it's so much cleaner, crisper and to the point. Now my next tip might be it just it, it's going to hit differently for everyone and this is just my own opinion so take it with a grain of salt and you know just think on it but I really think that you can look at jobs as kind of quantity versus quality. And what do I mean by that? Um, an example that I have is that like I have a friend who has always complained about his job to me and he doesn't actually like what he does. But the way that he looks at his job and his 40-hour work week is that, you know, in a year or two, I will get, you know, up to this position and I will move up in the company in this way and my pay will increase by this amount. So it'll be different for all of us, but kind of just depending on what's more important to you, you're either going to prioritize the salary in your job or the type of work that you do. So this is where I'm trying to get at that quantity versus quality. And for me, it was very important to me, as I mentioned before, that I enjoy my work. And if you're someone like me, the job hunt will take a little bit longer just because you'll spend more time researching about the company. You'll probably read the job description more thoroughly and just make sure that the type of work aligns with what your goals are professionally. And 
I will tell you that I definitely turn down higher paid opportunities with larger organizations or corporations for the company that I am in now because I knew that I wouldn't go to work loving what I do. And I know that you don't have to love what you do, but like, you know, when you just know that you're not going to enjoy the type of work and when a company describes it to you and it's something that just instantly bores you, I think if you are salary driven, you can definitely work to create a positive mindset as much as you possibly can and try and make that job work for however long you need to be in it. But I'm someone who really loves to actually like share with my friends and family the type of work and the type of projects that I'm working on. And for me personally, I think it's just really important to me to build my resume smartly, I guess, is, I don't know if that's the right word, and just focus on what I'm most passionate about around patient-centered care and patient advocacy. And I'm incredibly fortunate to have found a job that not only does that, but also allows me to utilize my Chinese cultural identity. And as someone who is comes from a bicultural background, I think that this is something that I've always strived to make sure that it's a part of my life. And um, I think recently I really wanted to strive to find a job that would allow me to pursue both healthcare as well as integrating my Chinese cultural background. I think it's really important to really build a goal around what it is you want to do in the field that you're passionate about. And that isn't something that just comes to you overnight. It comes over time. And so this is just my personal goal. And so I really would encourage you to try and maybe journal or just keep in mind what sorts of goals you're pushing yourself to strive towards. And my third and final tip is going to be that, you know, what may seem like a very small thing now can actually lead to a really big thing in the future. So things like contract opportunities or short-term opportunities with a company may seem like a really big turnoff to a lot of people. But to me, what I've really learned is that that is such a great opportunity for that company to see the type of work ethic that you have and the quality of work that you can produce. And that can genuinely lead to them offering you a permanent role and that's happened for me in the past and so I'm someone who really does think that contract opportunities especially in the today's given climate I think that a lot of companies are starting to really rely on contract work but as someone who's been in this job interview and rejection fatigue for so long I think once you find that company or that person in that company to believe in you it can lead you to such incredible opportunities to grow as a young professional and really develop strong career-based goals. The last thing that I just wanted to add in is that I think that there's so much to be found in having a mentor and I always kind of just I didn't really think about it much in my undergrad and it wasn't until my master's program where they introduced a mentorship program and I had an incredibly amazing mentor that really helped me through my journey within my master's program but as someone who's now completed her master's and has secured a job I have found myself really becoming a mentor for a lot of people who used to be in my place so I think if you find someone that you are able to mentor, it can really help you develop yourself, like I mentioned earlier, but also it can help you really appreciate where you are once you get there. And it's really allowed me to reflect and want to help others. 
Now, before I sign off, I just wanted to say if you resonated with this episode at all or related to it in any way, sorry, boys, but this one's for the ladies. Whether you're new to podcasts or consider yourself a longtime listener, if you haven't heard of Girl, you're in for a treat. So it's Girl in all caps with an exclamation point is a podcast all about empowering women to be their badass selves with segments like personal problems, which we all have plenty of, and conversations on a variety of topics from boys to entrepreneurship. If you like the dynamic of my podcast, you're sure to love the back and forth banter of Amia, a Pisces, and Paige, a Libra, as they share self-proclaimed mediocre advice and embarrassing stories. To join the movement of girls from all over, catch the latest episodes by searching girl all caps exclamation point on apple podcasts spotify or anchor and follow the at the girl podcast on instagram and most other social media platforms so i'll have all of that included in the show notes with links to all of their social media and podcasts all right everyone that's going to wrap up another episode of the resiliency and running podcast i really do hope you enjoyed this one and if you connected with it or you have any questions please feel free to reach out to me i'm on instagram atlas newcomer and Twitter, as well as the podcast has an Instagram. It's at Resiliency and Running, so I'd love if you would check it out and maybe give it a follow. But other than that, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.